Hello again. Uh, we're still in the spring of 2022. It's April, and this is my third episode today. <laughs> I haven't done any for a while. And here we go, three in a day, because I have time. And it is a great time to talk. Um, so the last episode was about the COVID pandemic. And uh, my title is COVID or Mecca. You'll say, what has Mecca got to do with, with COVID? Well, if you've heard the, the previous um, podcast, follow this one and you'll understand. When I say Mecca, I am not talking of anything to do with Islam or in the Quran. I am talking of the Mecca that existed way before the Abrahamic religion started. It was institutionalized and has now become the Mecca we know today. Um, the intelligent solution um, is to talk about the geography, geology, um, astronomy, economics, politics, and then you'll have the history of the time. You can regroup and reformat the history and understand what exactly transpired, the currents that form our waves, as I like to say. So we talked about the Middle East, how it being such a seismic zone, because it's actually, the land is actually the bed of the Tetis Sea, the sea that was uh, the land, the seabed that came up because the African continent banged against the European plate and we got um, North Africa and we got Saudi Arabia and what we call as Arabia. Um, now, this region was once um, a huge um, tropical forest. It then became a desert and there's a reason for the desert. Uh, the climate change, the astronomical positions of the Earth change because we're, we're, we, we, the Earth always um, rotates on its axis. And so the sun hits uh, a different area um, during its, its spin around the, it's during its cycle. And that cycle is called a precession cycle. The cycle, it takes 25,920 years. So you're going to have the heat of the sun hit a different zone at different times. And we are now um, in the zone where um, the Arabian continent and North Africa is, is directly under the sun's rays. And so one of the most, the biggest uh, natural resources of this place is the heat. Heat is the most important thing, if not even the oil. The oil is not important, but heat. Um, and heat is an intelligent solution, and it's a very simple concept. Heat is the best remedy for any bacterial illness, especially in its initial stages. So all viruses start with a simple concept. A foreign particle or bacteria enters the human body. The body immune system is configured to naturally detect um, the bacteria and forms a defensive wall around the particle. All the glands and fluids block around the bacteria and do not allow it to integrate into the system. The block fluids solidify, causing all the fluids around the blockage to accumulate. However, this blockage becomes septic. It causes the body temperature to rise, which is a natural healing process to fight the septic accumulation. It signifies that the immune system is battling a virus or illness. This is exactly what a patient who contacts flu or COVID-19 goes through. 
If you catch the problem really early on, you can deal with it very quickly. What you need to be done is dilute the defensive wall created by the immune system around the bacteria, which has penetrated, which has penetrated the body. Once this hardened defensive wall is diluted, the accumulated fluids will then start flowing to the body. For that to happen, you have to give the body a dose of heat. One normally covers the body in blankets puts hot water bags on the patient's body or the chest like our grandmothers used to do. We give the patient hot fluids, tea, soup. In the desert, this is very easy. You understand the desert, the heat is at its maximum. You cover the person in a muslin or thin cloth and bury the person in the sand, with the exception of the head. Okay, uh, The sand forms a heat patch and dilutes the fluids that have hardened and become septic. Then you feed the body with liquids and bacteria and the septic infection. You feed the body with liquids and the bacteria and the septic infection just goes through your body normally. Okay, So basically you've got bacteria that penetrates your body. The temperature rises uh, to fight it and it's very difficult sometimes. So you... you, you Feed you cover the the cloth the body of the of the ill ill person the person who's sick in in something uh, hot to to assist the body a hot water bag or um, you know hot blanket or if you're in the desert you put the body in the sand and cover it with a muslin coat obviously before putting the sand leave the head out that acts as a blanket as a coat and there we go so once we we cover the body, the, the temperature rises, the, the the septic fluids that are hardened in the body uh, then dilute, you feed the body with water and the, the septic fluids go through the body. In the modern world, we give the patient antibiotics to neutralize the infection. Back in the day, there were no antibiotics, as one would imagine. However, there was something else, natural mineral water that originates from a spring or reservoir or an underground aquifer that has specific hygienic uh, features and can assist in healing and ail of ailments and diseases. One of the mineral compositions found in natural water is magnesium. Magnesium is also found in rivers or rainwater. It is involved in 600 enzymatic reactions in your body. Magnesium along with vitamin D can cure up to 300 ailments in your body along with regeneration of various organs. Vitamin D is produced in the skin when exposed to sunlight. So the combination of heat produced by the exposure to sunlight of the desert, along with the magnesium found in natural bodies of water, can heal a multitude of elements and stop the propagation of the pandemic at source. The ancients knew this. Our ancestors knew this. Even our grandmothers knew this. For the last hundred years, we've gone to these fancy schools and university, and we are zero. Making sure the people who are poor or lived in rural areas had this knowledge and facilities was important to those who are more privileged. Um, the elite in the cities and the snooty priestly class only looked down upon the masses as impure, and they still do today. If they were not purified, in the mikvot of Jerusalem when, when they came to the temple. So for the elite of this time in Jerusalem, in, in, in the Abrahamic world, uh, Jerusalem, which was the most important part at that time, 
the elites in the priestly class looked down on the masses, and if they didn't go to this water, they when they came to the temple, they were they were not they were considered as outclassed. They were not allowed to enter. Almost three hundred five thousand years later, from the original exodus of, led by Moses, no one remembers why all of this happened. Just the fact that they survived the end of the world. The Hebrews would have believed that if the same type of catastrophe happened again, which is regularly occurred which has regularly occurred in 11, then they had the cure to survive the worst because their ancestors did. For them, the whole planet was the same. This is why they probably did not like Philistim. Philistim or the Philistine people who came across the agency. The Philistine people were eating pork and non-kosher food while undertaking acts that were against the Torah laws are considered unclean. These laws were supposed to be the only laws of God that had protected the Israelites through the many cataclysms when darkness fell literally and metaphorically. The currents that form our waves. The, this is also the reason why leprosy is mentioned approximately 40 times in the Old Testament, depending on the interpretation. Uh, in the Old Testament of the Torah, it's called Zarat. Um, in biblical times, this concept would include all say, all skin ailments. Every skin ailment was was under this coding. It mentioned it's mentioned in Leviticus chapter thirteen two to three forty five to forty six um, one to fifty nine. Um, they all talk about how to deal with leprosy and these skin ailments, which occurred greatly because of this seismic zone and the and the seismic activity of the land below below where they were staying. So the second biblical times were chastised. They looked down upon them, discriminated against them. If you want to understand what exactly happened, look at any ancient Roman movies. Uh, example, Ben-Hur. You will see leprosy colonies. These are places in the outskirts of any town where the sick, mainly people with leprosy or skin ailments that would not heal, were sent to suffer and die. If even one person in the tribe was ill, the whole tribe had to go to to the leprosy colony um, for fear of being contaminated. It's something that we do today. We say, is anyone in your family got COVID? Ah, well, then you have to isolate. Very important. Um, there are multiple leprosy colonies all over the Middle East. This was not only followed by the Hebrews, but it was followed by everyone. Because when someone got sick, someone got sick. It didn't matter who you were. You were going to contaminate the entire tribe. And all, all the entire region was the same. And the Israelites wanted nothing but to isolate themselves um, from these people who were... Uh, inflicted with diseases or skin ailments uh, as they were chosen by God and especially revealed through his commandments um, of the Torah with ritual uh, purity. The sick were considered those who did not submit to the laws of the Torah or cursed by God, hence they had no intention of, of having to deal with them. In Hebrew, the word for sores is makkah. Okay, the word for sores in Hebrew is makkah. It is mentioned in the Bible, the Hebrew Bible, that is the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 1, verses 6. Um, so I'm going to read the verse to you. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness, only wounds and welts, and open sores not purifying or bandaged or suited with oil or ointment. Um in the verse in Hebrew, if you 
if you take the Hebrew and take a translation, um, the word is yumaka. Uh, you will get this on Bible.ca. If you go to Bible.ca and look for the Old Testament and ask for the translation in Hebrew. Download, you, you get the options of translating in Hebrew and the translation. Uh, it's Isaiah chapter 1, verses 6. And you've got the sentence right there in front of you. Um, it says, from the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there's no soundness, only wounds and welts and open sores, not purifying or bandage or suited with oil or ointment. The word open sores is yumaka. Uh, the word I want to highlight here, as I mentioned, is the yumaka. Uh, if the Hebrews were predominant people of this region, and so were the Christians, who were also considered descendant from from Hebrews, um, and everyone else who who roamed this land, um, who went to these big cities, if um, they had existed, if they were had existed, and they were rich. Um, elite, or even regular people from the tribes around them, um, there would always be encampments in the surrounding areas where people afflicted, afflicted with sores were, were sent to. Uh, these encampments, people um, in these encampments were sent to distance themselves or to get help from impurity. There are multiple encampments for people afflicted with skin ailments, also known as makkas. So these encampments, these encampments, in English they call leprosy colonies, um, and they were called in Hebrew makkas. You couldn't say the word. You were not allowed to say the word. You were not allowed to use the word. Only God was allowed to use the word. Um, and that's why it's in the Torah. Um, the only Makkah today is a former encampment converted into a city of Makkah or Makkah in Arabic. Uh, Mecca in English, Makkah in Arabic. So this at one time was not a city and definitely not a city up till 750 AD. It was very, very clearly um, an encampment, or in English, for, for people who were ill, Ill who was choose to distance themselves. In English, this encampment was called, a Makkah was called a leprosy colony. Um, here are some of the verses in the Old Testament using the word Makkah. So Samuel 4, uh, chapter 4, 4 verses 8, chapter 4, 10, uh, 6 and 16, uh, 14 and 13, Samuel 19, uh, 08, Samuel 23, 05, Kings 20 to 21, uh, 22 to 20, sorry, 35, Jeremiah 15 to 18, 6 to 7, 14 to 17, 30 to 14, Chronicles 13 to 17, Esther 9 to uh, 9, chapter 9, 05, Leviticus 26, 21, Numbers chapter 11, um, to 33 verses, um, Deuteronomy 28 to 61, Joshua 10 to 10, uh, 10 to 20, Judges 11 to 33, 1508, um, and among others, which I have not noted. So there are many, many references to Makkah in the Old Testament. One important note of, of this concept of leprosy and skill ailments in ancient times was that 
you were not allowed to use the, the word or the term for fear of being chastised. Like I mentioned before, it's very important to note. It was supposed to be never used in a conversation or any literature. If this place or encampment was not mentioned in any as a city anywhere, it was because it was impure, it was considered impure. Hence, you will not find the word Makkah in any literature until the 9th century, um, or maybe 8. This is why honor killing, this is how honor killing would have commenced in earnest. So to save the honor of a tribe, the sick would have to put to death, have sick would have been put to death and killed for fear of the entire tribe having to be sent to a Makkah or leprosy colony. On a wider note, our ancestors would have all passed through this region. So because we are cyclic, we move in currents and waves. Like I said, okay, we don't, we're not humans as we we see we are, but currents and waves. Our cosmic journey means all cycles will pass through geomagnetic center of the planet, planet that is Cairo, and then move out in all directions. So all our ancestors would have had to go through this trauma of the Middle East and the Sahara Desert, uh, where they would be discriminated upon others and being discriminated against in return. So all of us, our ancestors, passed through here. Um, they were discriminated upon, and we are the survivors. And we also dis and they also discriminated upon others. Um, basically, what goes around comes around. We are the survivors of those who went through these regions. Um, this concept does not start, like I said, with Abrahamic feudal religions, but when the Middle East went desert um, and there was no way of treating themselves, they slowly dwindle into ignorance, and this is what they came up with. Um, what the Abrahamic feudal religions did was institutionalize this concept, and it got worse from there. What it produced was tribes and tribes of untouchable people who fled this region and sought refuge in neighboring lands of the Indian subcontinent and beyond. While to the north they would have sought refuge in Europe and to the south they would have sought refuge on the African continent. Those who fled the Atlantic Ocean safely crossed the seas, integrated into what we call as native peoples of Americas. From this concept we get what we finally known as cities of refuge. Okay, when these people fled to other lands in Europe, they formed well on the on on the African on the Arabic continent. Hebrews formed what is known as cities of refuge. Um, they got this concept from from the Meccas of the time. People who were sent to encampments. I mean, instead of having jails, they had a city, uh, an encampment where people who were criminalized criminals uh, waiting to serve a time uh, theft they would live here until um, they either died or they were killed or the, the the court sentenced them to death or they would just live out their sentence here in the cities of refuge all their life encampments they were um, basically these refugees from the, the region would then would have taken these concepts of cities of refuge to Europe and thereby entered the European narrative and mindset. Once this concept was taken by the Europeans to the New World and the Americas, where the Native Americans who lost tribal wars are put on reserves, these reserves are cities of refuge. These reserves were direct evolution from the cities of refuge and the Meccas of the Middle East. This concept then inspires a sick man to conceptualize what is known as the Holocaust. From this city of refuge, these reserves, this came back, this came back, and this came back to um, to haunt the Middle East, 
to haunt Europe um, in the form of Hitler. Hitler used concentration camps, which came out from reserves, which that came out from cities of refuge, which that came, which in, came out from Makkah's leprosy colonies. Uh, camps where 6 million Jews were gassed to death and anywhere from 60 to 80 million people lost their lives in the battlefield of Europe. On this subcontinent, these refugees, the sick and tormented, flooded her shores. While Europe was cold, the Indian subcontinent was warm. It was surrounded by waters, rivers. Its ancient medicine healed her wounds and the universities gave the refuge, refugee children knowledge. However, just as in Europe, the influx was so great that they thought they had aligned to a new way of life and gave up their Abrahamic ways. But the mentality stayed. Because it's not the label that forms the mentality, but the mentality that forms the label. So you can change the label. You'll say, on a new continent, did you change your mentality? No. The new adherence to her ancient civilization uh, then recreated this land in the image of the lands they left behind. Thus, we get untouchables, the concept of untouchability on the Indian subcontinent. In the north, we get what is known as Paktunwa Code. If you've gone to Kaptun, um, northwest frontier provinces of uh, Pakistan or um, Paktunwa uh, province, you will see that they have the Islamic Code, but they also have their own code called the Paktunwa Code. And this code comes from the Hebrews. It's the ancient biblical Torah laws. This which resembles the code of the ancient Hebrews laws of the Torah and the Talmud. If we understand the science, the cosmos, the currents that form our ways, this would have never happened. We have come full circle. Um, so the concept of Mecca or Makkah is in the Old Testament. The concept of Makkah is not in the Quran. There's not one word Makkah. The word there is Makata, it's not Makkah. And that word has nothing to do with, well, it has something to do with Makkah, but it does not mean city of Mecca. Makkah is in the Old Testament, and it means sores, it means people who were inflicted with bacteria, with pandemics, were sent away to red zones, which were then encampment or leprosy colonies, and they were sent to die out there or, or live their last lives where they starved and, 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 and were tortured to death, basically with no food, no water, um, and were really chastised. <laughs> They were discriminated against. And that is very important to understand. All of these Makkas were all the same. And all our ancestors passed through this. So this is not for one community. This is for the entire planet. All of us who passed through these zones. Um, we were discriminated against our ancestors. And our ancestors also discriminated against other people. It is time to ask. Why was this never brought out? Why would this concept of Makkah never talked about? It's in any Roman movie, if you want to go. It's there, you go to Ben-Hur, you go to the old Jesus movies, they're all there. So it's important for you to just take a look at this, revise it, um, take a look at the Torah, um, all the Old Testament, and you will see it, understand it, and if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. Well, thank you so much for your time. You have yourself a great day, and um, peace.